Now back to the Midday Grind with Martin and Marlo on 590 The Fan and 590thefan.com. But I figured I'd have it all by the time I retired. I'd have me a car worth at least a hundred grand. I'd get it one piece at a time, and it wouldn't cost me a dime. You know it's me when I come through your town. I'm going to ride around in style. I'm going to drive everybody wild. Cause I'll have the only one there is around. So the very next day when I punch It's a great question Charlie asked off air. Some of your best questions are off air. Usually. You said, what would Kenny serve if he were in the White House, if he were president, which I'm oh, not again. Did Hoff say it? Yeah. I'll take the credit. No. Were you throwing your voice like a ventriloquist? Working on your Charlie no, that's McCarthy you. That's you, Martin. Hey, it's Kenny Wallace, uh, one of our favorites. Maybe just our favorite. Kenny, how are you? I am doing great. Now, listen, I'm going to use normal vocal tone because I've decided to stay sitting in the restaurant with my good friend Donnie Jumper, who builds the <laughs> fastest race cars in the United States. And me and Donnie, we met down here at Holtie's. Holtie's is right at 55 and M. And uh, I said, Donnie, I'm, I'm going to do a radio show here in a minute. I think I'll just stay right here. And so, yeah, usually I go outside because I, I know I'm going to start, you know, get, raising my voice and hooting and holler. But so I'm coming to you from the – from the dinner table. <laughs> Donnie Jumper sounds like a made-up name. I like that name. Is that a real name? Okay, this is funny, Donnie. Martin Kilgoyne said, that's a cool name. Of course, I had that. He <laughs> said, it sounds like it's a made-up name. Is that real? Is your name real? My name is real. <laughs> well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Donnie Jumper out of Hillsborough, Missouri. <laughs> and, Charlie, what would Berman's Donnie, you Jumper Cables. Uh, Donnie, uh, Donnie Jumper that's cables. the best one, Jumper Cables. He rolled his eyes. What? He, he, probably, said, he said he heard all that in school. He's Donnie heard. Jumper Cables. Well, you tell <laughs> him that we are extremely juvenile on this show. Uh, what do they serve? What is it? Holtby's, do you say? Like Brandon Holtby? Hotby's? Holtby's? Holtby. H-O-L. Like Tory Holt. Except Holtby's. And it's the reason it's legendary is because you can still smoke in here. You know, it's Jefferson County, man. Come on. <laughs> what are you having with your smoke? The lady walked right up. She said, our special is a salad and beef tips and noodles. Ooh. And I said, you know, as healthy as I am, bring it to me. And when she brought it to me, I said, I tell you what, right now, bring me a to-go box. Man, it is huge. Bigger than big. Beef tips. Very that good. sounds good. Shout out to Holtis. Uh, you were, were you in Vegas? Was, was there sort of like a dirt convention or something? <laughs> it's funny how we all kind of pay attention to each other, but don't pay attention. Correct. Like, we're all on Twitter, and we just kind of scroll quick. But, yeah, I was in uh, Phoenix, Arizona. It was called the Wild West Shootout. Went out there and uh, raced. Didn't go as good as I wanted to. It was not my car, so that's my excuse. But uh, I got to tell you, me and my wife treated it as a vacation. Had a really good time. Uh, weather was nice. And uh, my friend has got a really nice house out there. And he said, hey, Anytime I want to use it, come on out. So I think I might take him up on that. It was it was really nice. I've always wondered about that when people say it. For, first of all, do they mean it? But then could you be comfortable? Is he saying you could borrow it like when he's not there? So here's the way it goes. My friend has a <laughs> couple really good businesses. He's got the, It's a vacation home. They're there every once in a while. <clears throat> and he's like, it would make me happy 
I mean, he, he was super good. It, you know, I could tell by his vocal tone, his body posture, that he wanted us to use it. So I don't think it was one of those deals where, like, he was bragging, like, come use it. So I think I'm going to do it. I think, you know, next winter, I listen, I wouldn't want to be in Phoenix, Arizona in summer. No way. They can have that. But but when we're getting a foot of snow back here in St. Louis, as old Sterling Marlin say, well, I think I'll mosey on up to Phoenix. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kenny, Kenny, I saw on Twitter – well, for one of these races, you guys were so focused, so busy on actually working on the car, you forgot the actual race. Is that what happened? You got it. It was embarrassing. It was my first time this has ever happened. So the car that I was driving was not up to par, but these are really good people. And the first, okay, there was 52 cars, 52. Uh, the first night I, I made the race, finished 15th. And that's not up to my standards. So the second night, things weren't going good, and we needed to change some things. So we went to work on the car, lost track of time, and as I was pulling up to the grid, they were pulling onto the racetrack. And they kind of got this rule, like, you got to be in the staging area. And uh, they wouldn't let me go out with my race. So I literally missed the race because I was not in staging when they wanted me. So I wasn't mad about it. You know, it hurt a little bit, but I had to move on. I wonder if you have a recurring dream, like the TV guys, whether it's Charlie, Frank, myself, I know we all have this same dream where we are running to the set. We don't get there in time or the the show begins and I don't have any scripts. None of the tapes are edited and you're just kind of standing there feeling stupid. Is there a race car driver's, dream that recurs where you miss the starting line or something like this happens? So my worst nightmare was realized, but let me put it into perspective. Okay. That's the worst thing that has happened to my 30 something year career. Thank God that all those big NASCAR races that paid a million dollars to win that I did not miss any of those, you know, that's the big time. And I was happy to live that my whole career. But, you know, uh, yeah, it was uh, – even though the race was not – I mean, to me it was a big race because every race I run is a big race. I want to I wanna do good. But it was hard to swallow. But, yeah, it was it was a nightmare. You know, it really was. And, and you know, listen, I'll go a little further. Another reason, which was my fault, we, we had this TV in the truck and trailer. And we were using a, a, a Wi-Fi hotspot, you know, how you make your own Wi-Fi. Well, come to find out, when I would go up in the truck and trailer to get a part, I kept looking at the TV, and I'm like, okay, we got time, we got time. Well, come to find out, my TV was 30 minutes behind. So that was a horrible mistake. But I can guarantee you, I'll never miss a lineup of a race ever again. Kenny Wallace with us Tuesdays with Kenny, uh, no longer with Fox Sports 1, but he will be, I believe I heard correctly, last. you're going to be in Daytona. We're getting close here. Give us the big storyline going into Daytona this year. Well, yep, like I said last week, NASCAR still loves me. Fox loves me. NASCAR just sent me a, a premier hard card, and I asked him what that was all about. NASCAR said, Kenny Wallace, you've done so much for this sport that we owe you. So, uh, I'll still be in Daytona for my for my sponsor, UNOH College, and there's no doubt that the big story 
is the tide has really changed. You know, we talked about this last week. Jimmy Johnson was just in New York City over the week. He unveiled his new sponsor, the color of his race car. So to me, the big story in NASCAR this year is this, and I'm going to put it boldly. Is, is, is he done? Is Jimmy Johnson done? Listen, I don't think so. A lot of people think, think he is. He, he's a great athlete. Uh, I think, you know, people have ups and downs. Uh, so all eyes are going to be on Jimmy Johnson. And then, you know, it, it's going to be, you know, can, uh, you know, wh- what can Martin Truex do with the new team at, at Joe Gibbs? You know, of course, the big news over the weekend was, you know, Joe Gibbs, three-time Super Bowl championship coach. Uh, he owns three cars in the NASCAR series, and his son, J.D., uh, he passed away this week from a neurological disorder. So, uh, but Joe Gibbs has a new driver, uh, Martin Truex. Can Martin Truex keep up the speed? So the bottom line this year is that there are more changes this year than there's ever been. Everybody's going to have new colors, drivers in new spots, and it's going to be like going to school, you know, at the first of the year. Everybody's going to have new uniforms on. It's going to be different. And how's our guy Donnie Jumper doing over there? He seems like the quiet guy, like the neighbor in Home Improvement. (laughs) Can we talk to him for a minute? I'm going to hand the phone to Donnie, but let me just say this. Let Let me prepare you. Donnie Jumper was just in Springfield, Illinois. And he just picked up his seventh straight Car Builder Champion of the Year. So, seventh nice. national, yeah, and from Little Old Hillsboro, Missouri. His driver, Mike Harrison from Highland, Illinois. And my dear friend Donnie is now a seven time, is it seven or ten? Seven championships. So, I'm going to hand the phone to him right now. Here you go. Donnie, you're on with Martin Kilquin, Charlie Marlowe, a couple of racing veteran uh, mm-hmm. media analysts here in St. Louis. We appreciate Kenny passing the phone. We wanted to congratulate you on your win. But mostly I wanted to know, when you're having lunch with Kenny, do you do any talking? Uh, very little. Uh, uh, he is a talker, but <laughs> I do appreciate it. <laughs> he was, he's been that way since he's been a kid in case you wonder. He's a lot calmer now than he used to be, actually. <laughs> he's getting older and slower. <laughs> and Donnie, tell us about the uh, title that you just picked up. Let's give you a little bit of pub here. It's Tuesdays with Donnie. Uh, we were at the UMP bank, the UMP banquet in Springfield, Illinois, this this Saturday, and that it's like a national dirt racing series. And we won the uh, national UMP modified title seven years in a row. So it's pretty, it's pretty cool deal. Donnie so Jumper, very fortunate. Very fortunate, man. Yeah, very cool. Give us your best Kenny Wallace story or something that we can kind of rib him about that we don't know yet. Give us kind of a quirk, something funny uh, that happened. A Kenny, funny Kenny Wallace story. Man, I can't say many of them on the air. <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> I got it. I got it. Here we go. <laughs> so years ago, now I'm probably, oh, we couldn't have been 18, 19, 20 years old maybe. Me and a friend of mine, the name's Darren, were a little town uh, by my dad's house because Kenny was ASA racing. This is before any of the Winston Cup stuff started. He was ASA racing. He had an old beat-up Chevrolet pickup truck. I mean, it was a roach. You should have seen it. They had a beat, the tail, we knew it was his because the tailgate was destroyed on it, and it had been destroyed on it day one. So 
we're driving through town, we're going to go get lunch. He's got it parked at Wendy's right in the middle of this little town. So I told Darren, I said, pull in. So what are you going to do? I said, just pull in. So I went in. He, he always left the keys in it because nobody's going to steal it. So we pulled in there, and we hopped in it, and we pulled it around the back of the building. And he was mad at me for six months over that. He's wandering in at his briefcase in there with his checkbook. He thought life was over as he knew it. Love it. Oh, That's yeah. why we passed the phone to Donnie Jumper, his first ever appearance on Weeks When Kenny's Out. It may be Tuesdays with Donnie. Donnie Jumper Cables, thanks for joining us. We'll oh, let thank Ken- you, guys. All the best. Enjoy your meal. All right. All right. Thank you. Here's Arm. <laughs> How about that? Donnie Jumper had his moment to shine. We have now transitioned to Tuesdays with Donnie. Kenny, I'm sorry to say you've been replaced. Hey, Donnie, Donnie, listen, there are friends and then there are friends. And I'll probably say this to the whole city of St. Louis. Donnie Jumper is, I probably got three really good friends. And those are the friends that you can go to and you talk about everything. So, yeah, Donnie is, Donnie is my go-to brother friend. We talk about all our issues. We're like two little old ladies. Yeah. <laughs> That's beautiful. So thank you for interviewing him. He deserves it. He's a he's a hidden hero in the city of St. Louis. Kenny, great to talk to you. A lot of fun as always. We'll do it again next week. Okay, but don't look now. But the Blues are only three points out. That's right. Shaking baby, go it, Blues. Shake and bake, go Blues. Diehard St. Louis fan, Chuck. Across, you could hear Kenny laughing in the background as Donnie was telling the story. It took me ten minutes, but uh, Donnie Puddle Jumper. Is that what you were thinking about? Well, no, because Mario tell his brain was, well, was hold you on. thinking about this. No, because look, <laughs> I know my strengths and I know my many weaknesses. And Martin went right to jumper cables, the obvious one. Obvious. He took it, and then I was supposed to come up with another one right on the fly, and I couldn't no, think you of weren't. anything. No one said Chuck think of this. What? You're so for the to. first for the first half of that interview, all I was thinking in my head was what's another <laughs> jumper? And I thought of puddle jumper. Okay. That's probably the only other one, right? Jumper Cable, uh, Puddle Jumper. jumper. Wasn't there a song by Third Eye Blind? Did they have Jumper? Remember that? We'll look it up. Donnie. Did Tom Gugliotta sing that song? Yes. Time for all of it to make sense, to kind of put a bow on, on all of this at the end of the day. The end of the day. Okay, when's the end of the day? At the end of the day, it's going to be tough to tell someone they might not be in it. At the end of the day, even though there's moments where you're like, oh, I, you know, I don't want to do this. This was a Busy show. Uh, Tom, Great show. Tom Guiata did go to NC State, almost died. Uh, actually, a, floor, and a guy you mentioned during that conversation, Rex Chapman, helped save his life. Evidently, what happened was, in December of 1999, Guiata had a near-death experience, having trouble sleeping after games. He took a supplement marketed as a sleep aid, which included Fernon Dihydro, also known as, uh, I can't pronounce what it's actually, GBL. Uh, Gugliotta was talking to his wife, Nikki, on his cell phone when he collapsed and stopped breathing. His wife heard the commotion and called the wife and teammate Rex Chapman, who was able to call Rex on the bus and instruct him to check his bag for the supplement bottle. The information saved his life as doctors were able to give him an antidote, an antidote rather, in the ER moments later. Wow. Yeah. Trivia. Okay. Tom Gugliotta. Now you're probably right there. That was oh. trivia. Someone asked, did Tom Gugliotta almost die at trivia night? And you can say yes. Are you one upper trivia guy? <laughs> no, but I love this. And again, I could be wrong. I feel like if you're driving around in your car and somebody Stilts. throws out a name, you're on stilts. If they throw out Stilts. Tom Gugliotta, 
or name a random baseball player, whoever it is, Brady Anderson, people like to guess uh, the stats. Austin Kearns. So my question is, career scoring and rebounding for Googs. Oh, my God. Average or Average. Total? He played from 92 with the Washington Bullets to 2005 with the Hawks. Played for the Bullets, Warriors, T-Wolves, Suns, Suns, Jazz, Celtics, Hawks. I get to see a lot of games late in his career where he got nothing. So All-star. I'll say like nine points a game. No. And All-star in 97. Seven rebounds. I'll go career average. 13 and 8. Wow, Martin. 13 even. Wow. And 7.3. You look ah. like Martin cheats. Pretty Pretty you knew Tom Gugliotto no. was going to be brought up today. Yes, I knew stats. that was going to happen. I've already forgotten why he was brought up. <laughs> so have I. We were just naming whites. Oh, uh, yeah. Finger roll. Finger roll. Finger roll. George Gervin. Natural transition. Uh, the, the Rock and Roll Marathon did have its uh, infancy in San Diego, Mission Bay, California. That's like a rock. Congratulations to me. That's like a Rockio nugget. Like, why did you know that? I don't know. I think I was out there once when it was happening. All right. Uh, according to 538, Chuck, you should not be aiming to do a, a full marathon or even a half marathon. In fact, the ideal distance apparently is a 5K. Evidently, kind of after those three, four miles, the benefits of the extra miles really start to decrease. I'm just saying a lighter, smaller person does better running long distance. You with your frame, and I'm not saying wait, it's probably not the best thing for you. First of all, it sounds like somebody like me wrote that article. Like, no, no, you shouldn't run very far. Hey, honey, far. you seen this thing? Hey, it's best to run like a half mile, and that's it. All I'm saying is this is a one-time thing, bucket list. Never do it again. Haven't you done a half already? I have. Okay. It does, you know, but it's true that additional mileage eventually just does not provide the same returns. You just kind of... you. Plateau. But it's about that accomplishment correct. for one day. You're not training tra- for it and doing it. I'm not going to do it for the rest of my life. You're going to become marathon guy. And I don't even like running at all. You're not trying to qualify for a marathon. You're just trying to do one. I'm trying to finish. Correct. I, not I like lost. the I like the combo idea where you and Jess divvy it up, and then she does like 23. Quick story. You finish it. Jess and I did run a half marathon. It was November 2013. She was very nice, and she ran with me. We both finished about two hours and 22-ish, 23 minutes. I can't remember exactly, but it was around there. She was going with me, so she runs another half marathon, whatever it was, four or five months later, and finishes something like 40 minutes better. Ah, (laughs) Whatever it was, 35, 40 minutes. She clearly was just, I was dragging her along. She could have been running backwards. Dead weight. With you. Uh, About 20 degrees for a small dog is kind of the cutoff for when you should start to be concerned about them being. Outside, of course, fur does provide a difference. Big dog, about 10 degrees and lower, uh, of course, depending on how much fur they might have. So, Martin, you wanted me to pull this last week. We never got to playing it, but there's, there's an added layer to this now. I thought it was weird at the time. Cody Parkey was on the Today Show after missing his field goal a week from Sunday. Here's one of the things he had to say in the interview. No, you know, as a kicker, you know, you, you live for those moments. And uh, I was, ex- like you said, I was, I was three for three before that. I had a lot of confidence going into that kick. Um, so I went out there, and uh, the, uh, my long snapper and holder did a great job. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I saw the wind moving a little bit. I said, all right, this is where I'm going to play it. And obviously, I didn't know it was tipped or anything. I just went down, and I thought I hit a pretty good kick. You know, it felt good off my foot. And then looking up, and then I saw it hit the upright, and I hit the crossbar. And I'm like, sure, surely it'll go in. <laughs> um, unfortunately, bounced towards me. But I obviously, I'm disappointed. I, you know, uh-huh. I let the, the fans, my teammates, and uh, the whole organization down. But I, I just, 
I'll continue to keep my head held high because football is what I do. It's not who I am. Okay, two things. One, Cody Parkey was mentioned, so this has to be played. And then we swarmed him. The Bears are not happy. They Why? Went on the Today Show. Who cares? They I think, think Matt Nagy said Matt it wasn't Nagy. necessary. Or, and I yes. agree. As soon as I saw them, I'm like, just go away because you don't want to become – I don't, you don't want any added celebrity. Now you're that guy. Like Chicago, people are like, shut up! Get off the Today Show! Nick, nobody wants to see you. The ball was tipped by the, somebody's little pinky. Matt Nagy saying, we always talk about a we and not a me thing, and we always talk as a team that we win as a team, we lose as a team. I didn't necessarily think that was too much of a we thing. I That's disagree fair. with that. I, I read this headline, and I have to admit, I didn't really care enough to read the article. So I saw that I, read it for you. I do this a lot, <laughs> and I read that the Bears are unhappy with Cody Parkey. So I'm like, okay, what did he say that was so controversial? And then you play that, and he basically says his holder and snapper were good. It's his fault. Why would you be mad? Who cares? Yeah. He's not going to be on the team anyway. It's not a big deal. He's but not going to be on the team. They can't bring him back. Seriously. They I can't. don't think they can. You no. can't. And maybe that's what Nagy's thinking, or Parkey is thinking. I'm just going to get a little more known. I'm going to own this. Stand-up guy. But look, it's a human interest story. He's a religious guy. He's said he's sorry. It's his fault. He's suffering in front of the world here on a show, and all the the ladies are giggling when he (laughs) says, I missed it. (laughs) That was a classic media chuckle. It really wasn't that funny. I thought it was going to go in. (laughs) Yeah, I missed a kick. Surely it'll go in. A a kick. A kick that will torment me the rest of my life and leave me hated in a giant city called Chicago. What could be funnier than that? I think I have media laughter for Jover. This might be added to it. Surely it'll go in. Um, (laughs) Nothing's funnier than a missed kick that could have advanced your team in the playoffs. (sighs) I feel bad for the dude, though. Well, maybe he'll be on the Oprah show next week. Let's get him on our show. show. We swarmed him. How could you miss that kick? And then, even more importantly, how could you go on the Today Show? It's weird for the Today Show to have him on, though, isn't it? Of all shows, it wasn't like I up think close maybe like the... an NFL pregame show on, right. say, past, this past weekend would make a little more sense. Today, just like, wow, that's Or weird... Tom Rinaldo with some sad music. I mean, yeah, anything but the Today cry. Show. Yeah. Later yeah. on Judge Judy, Cody Parkey stops by. Guilty. Uh, John Tesh was just retweeted into my Twitter feed, so I scrolled through John Tesh's Twitter account. This came on, Chuck, by jogging. Research shows cardio exercises help us retain new information longer, especially if we exercise within four hours of learning something. So if you notice, maybe on the TV side, if Chuck seems especially sharp, maybe he went uh, jogging for his marathon training in between radio and TV. So, Frank, hold on. Stop. Three, two, and one. I was reading a text from Frank Pohl, our Kansas City guy. Oh. John Tesh. John Tesh, him of the NBA. No, but I'm saying, but I know who he is, but he was tweeting about running. John has a, he has a radio show that I've heard heard on the weekends before, and it is kind of like a self-help radio show. What does he call the things, his information? He has a a term for it. That I don't know. I'll look this up. Tesh on something. Um, Intelligence for your life. Intelligence. John Tesh. Yeah. And he does drop little tidbits and read kind of self-help or kind of interesting stories and studies that, that are published about how things you can do in your daily life could improve yourself. I like that. John Tesh. Speaking of music, here is Jumper by Third Eye Blind. Oh, this is a good song. Yeah. I haven't heard it in a long time. Good 90s band? What, like, was this maybe 90... 
Seven? Five? This is a good question. Sadly, I think it might be about two. Look at Chuck. 97. It was released. Recorded in 96. This is definitely kind of late 90s-ish. Grungy. Matchbox 20 vibe. Yeah. Little Sister Hazel. Right. All the bands sound the same. I think it ages fairly well, though. It's not. There's some songs in the 90s that you listen to now, like, not to... Not to poke fun at it, but like Pretty Fly for a White Guy or any song like that. And you're like, okay, that's weird. But now it's, this is good. This is a good song. This is a good song. Hey, Donnie Jumper. Now, Martin's going to hate it. He's been the wet blanket today. He's going to talk about white songs. Yeah. Baseline Jumper. That's from the uh, text line. Okay. <laughs> we really got a full show. Good show. That's the end of the day. I enjoyed the show. Oh, and something I didn't bring up that would have been good at the end of the day. A term that we learned on television last night. Ooh. And it came from the uh, local authorities, MoDOT and the county police, talking about all the people who don't clear off the top. I hate those people. The snow that's on top of your vehicle, they call it a snow mattress. Yes. I never heard that term that before. Is de- I was driving to work yesterday, and you see people with, like they never even touch it through for their cars. Just inches upon inches of snow, and that is dangerous and dumb. It is. And let me call out somebody at Fox 2. I don't know who did this. For cool. But I'm a responsible car owner driver, so I, of course, brushed off my entire Jeep. Yes. Yesterday, I'm going to East St. Louis for this basketball game. I'm driving a work vehicle, Car 2, whoever drives that. If you're listening right here, it's Car 2. Yeah, driver Car 2. And I pull out of the parking lot. (laughs) I go about 12 feet. What's the first thing that happens? Snow. The snow mattress just engulfs the front windshield. So I have to get out. And we're talking 10 inches of just heavy, yes. thick snow right How does there. It not it's dangerous. You? Yes, it's, it's dangerous for you. It's dangerous for the cars behind you because the snow is flying off and hitting their windshield. It's terrible. It's a snow mattress. Who knew? You learned something. Hey, the hard line is coming up next. Great show, Chuck. It was a fun show. Good day. I'll give it. Uh, how many snow shovels? How does it say snow like blowers? Six snowblowers? Real quick. Out of how many? Blues prediction. Oh, okay. Blues prediction and saves. For Binner Binner, chicken dinner. Uh, they win, and he stops 27 to 29. It's pretty fair. I'll say they win 4 to 3. I'll go oppo then. I'm going to say oh, blues. Wow. I'm going to say another shut piece. Oh. I'm going to say. I think you were going to say they lose. No, I want this team to win. I'm not a wet blanket like you two. I want to see some postseason hockey, all right? I'm going to say three zip, Binner shut piece. 26 saves. I hope he throws the shutout, and then I got to say, Thursday in Boston, you got to go back to Jake at that point. After a shutout, you immediately got to put that kid back on the bench. How are you a wet blanket assuming a win? You're Correct. being See, a wet blanket on Thursday. False narrative. Assuming a win today. Fat guy trying to run a First marathon. of all, <laughs> false narrative. You said three goals, right? I said two. No, but Martin's saying, oh, you know, he'll get the shutout, but then you can't start him. You're already negative about the next game. Before it even Oh, you mean I turned negative? Yes, you're turning I'm negative ki- about it. I was it. kidding. I was kidding. LGB. I don't, I don't really care. 622. TQIA. <laughs> All right, the hard line is coming up next here on 590 The Fan. Congratulations.